friends. Welcome to Let's Not. I'm Sam. And I'm Michelle. And we're back with another episode. Yeah. Episode 31. 31. Lucky number 31. Oh, yeah. That's your favorite number, right? Yeah. Yeah. One of them. What? One of them. One of them. I wanted to ask you, have you been watching the new Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip? No, I don't even think I knew that it was on. I haven't seen it either, but it just started and I was just like, oh shit. Okay. So who's, who do we have? So they all go on a trip, different Mm -hmm. housewives from different locations go on one trip. Yes. Yep. It's mostly East coast, but there is Kyle from Beverly Hills. Um, So it's Kyle from Beverly Hills. It's Kenya and Cynthia from Atlanta, Ramona and Luann from New York. And then Teresa and Melissa from New Jersey. It's like the popular ones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have to watch it. Ultimate girls trip. Wow. Um, Okay. So what nights does it come on? I'll have to record it. I have no clue. And I don't even know if it's on Bravo. I feel like it's a peacock thing. Okay. Yeah. I have that. So I feel like the first episode's out now. And I just, I didn't even know what's happening, but of course I follow that account, um, drawn drunk. And he posted a picture of Ramona in the shower, completely naked. And I was just like, what is this? Oh, um, so I'm excited. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you have not checked it out either. Mm-mm. I haven't seen it. I wonder if there's a trailer I could watch. There is, there definitely is. Oh my gosh. I, that makes me so excited. So Mm-hmm. Right now, as this episode airs, they just finished the last or the last part with the Housewives of Potomac has. Oh, done. yeah. Yep. Yep. And then I think Atlanta will be starting soon. Oh, shit. Did you get into Atlanta? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. So Atlanta will be starting, which I'm excited about that because Marlo who has always been a friend of the show she's finally Stop getting it. she's finally like an actual cast member Whoa. she gets her peach finally oh good for you marlo i know i'm so excited joe and i love her so much yeah she's so funny i just feel like she is the longest running friend of that yeah. never got put on the show and or like some of them just disappear into the ethos like whatever we never see them again but she's like on every season she is and she's fantastic yeah yep um but I think uh as far as the Atlanta cast from what I last heard that Portia's not going to be on there because she yeah has her own show now which you know, I always loved Portia, but I just, I don't think it's going to be one that I'm going to watch every week. Like, I just, I don't know why I don't have interest to watch it. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to be about, but Portia definitely is one of my favorite yeah, um, housewives. Yep. Yeah. I heard that it was in talks that Nini wants to come back, um, but I don't know if she'll be back for this season. Oh, or not. I don't know about that. I feel like Nini's like the, the, er, yeah, because New York was first. She, her like Bethany Frankel, I feel like are at like a similar level where they definitely had more than enough success outside of the show. Mm-hmm. Like she was on friggin' Glee and like all those um, shows and stuff. Like she definitely has like a full ass career outside of like being a real housewife, mm-hmm. but she keeps like coming back and then like talking shit and then coming back. It's like, I don't also like everybody's always rooting for Bethany to come back to New York. And I'm like, I, it's fine if she doesn't. 
Yeah. I mean, it would be fun if she came, if Bethany came back just because she, yeah. like, she just says how it is, you know? And yeah, I don't know. I, I really liked Nini when she was on there too. I did too. Yeah. And I think she even admitted she, I think she said something like her head got a little too big, like, uh huh. but yeah. it's Nini, like she can do whatever the heck she wants. And for real, I would love to see kind of where she's at in life, especially since she lost her husband, Greg. Like, I just want to see like what's going on in her world now, yeah. and how that's like and how she's coping with all of that. Did you hear that a lot of them were not happy with Andy Cohen, who is the creator of The Housewives, because I guess he wrote a book. Andy didn't write that book. It's like a different producer for the show. Because uh, oh, that's been Andy in the news. Did. Yeah. No, it wasn't Andy, but so it wasn't. So why are they getting mad at him? I don't think that they are. I just think that. Um, so whoever wrote the book, I think it's called like Not All Rose and Diamonds or something similar to that. It came out a few weeks ago. And so he talked to a lot of the housewives and they spilled a lot of secrets. Mm-hmm. And so then I think a lot of media was like asking Andy to comment on certain things and then he would comment and then housewives would get mad at his comments on the issue oh, but yeah it's kind of messy huh yeah it got messy especially I think between him and Carol um Ooh. but that's why they're like kind of all going against each other yeah. right now well anytime I heard of anything about the whole situation it was like the women were mad because Andy, he had quoted something about like, without me, you wouldn't be where yeah. you're at. And they're like, yeah. no, without us, you wouldn't yeah. be where you're at, which it goes both ways. It buddy. goes both ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, recently, Dorinda, who was, she used to be on the New York Housewives, which I love mm-hmm. her so much. Um, she was on the Wendy Williams show and she was talking about she was like, I'm not going to fucking, well, she didn't cuss. I'm just adding that in for her. She's like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like I was one of these housewives that were like, oh, I'm glad I'm not returning because I didn't really like it. And it wasn't for me. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, I got fired. I got let go. She was like, they fired me and I cried and I was so sad about Aww. it. And she was like, I hope I can come back, but yeah, I'm like, good for you for being honest. Yeah. And she got fired because of an issue with another housewife that the other housewife didn't return either. So it's just kind of like, just let her come back. Mm-hmm. Cause she like, she broke the fourth wall on like the season finale, which is a complete no, no, no. You don't do it. You don't do it. You don't do it, bitch. Nope. But yeah, I love, I did. I did like Dorinda. Also, since we're talking about TV. So are you finished with the newest season of you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michelle. I, Okay. So on the last episode at this point in time, I don't know if Michelle will include it, but like, I just love looking at like very handsome guys. Mm -hmm. So this is Dill, bear with me as I get into this rambling. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So Hallmark and Lifetime, now they're playing all of the Christmas movies. And I was sitting on the couch watching one and Joe was like, this is so cheesy. I'm like, Mm -hmm. Joe, it is, but just the romance and like, uh, just being swept off your feet by like just a handsome guy during the holiday season. So there was this movie on, I can't remember what it was called, but it has an actor, which I really like, like I've always thought he was cute. And mm-hmm. he used to be, he was in Friday the 13th, the remake. He played like the douchebag boyfriend. Let me pull up his name real quick. So this makes more sense. This circles back to you. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> I promise it does. When does this become about me? Not you, but the show you. Oh, okay. 
God damn it. Oh my God. He's so fucking hot. Okay. I swear to God, if it's the kid that I'm thinking of, I audio messaged you and said that I had a humongo crush on it's him. It's not but him. Continue. Oh, okay, never mind. It's continue not then. him. Okay, so I was watching the Chris- a Christmas movie on Hallmark, and it had this guy, Travis Scott Van Winkle. He was in Transformers, also the Friday the 13th remake, and I did not know that he is in the third season of You. And so during this Christmas movie, like he... I hadn't seen him in a while. Um, Mm -hmm. He's currently 39 years old in real life. And like, you can tell that he's getting older and just like, he just looked so handsome. And I'm like, oh my God, let me see what he's been up to. Like, look at you being in this Christmas movie of Hallmark. Like, okay. Uh So then I look him up and I'm like, all right, Travis Scott Van Winkle. And I'm just seeing all these like gorgeous photos of him just looking like a dad are you joking okay and so I'm like oh shit third season of you and I'm like whoa so then I go to his Instagram to see what he's been doing Uh and Michelle I cannot tell you I was just stalking this actor and I and like now I'm gonna have to finish the season of you because I just was not digging it and that leads me back because Michelle had a little crush on do you remember his name yeah the character's Theo who is in the new Halloween movies. Mm -hmm. And Michelle was talking about how attractive she thought this guy was. And I'm like, that's not my type. I don't want to watch you, but now I'm going to finish it because of this guy. Like, so who does he play in you? I don't know. I haven't gotten there. Um, Does he have blonde hair? Yeah. Like the blonde curly loose hair. My God, he's so hot. Ew. (gasps) No, he's so cute. And usually I don't like like blonde hair guys. I like the dark haired. But yeah. he is so sexy. And I was looking on his Instagram and he had posted a few like photos that he had taken for like uh, lifting and like fitness. Uh-huh. And he talked about how hard it was for him to like look like that. And he talked about what it all entailed, how he had to like do all this eating and all this working out and like how it's not just like, oh, look at this perfect body. Like how lucky for this yeah, guy to be course. so fit. Like he, he, I don't know. I just thought it was like nice that he talked about all the hard work that went into it. And he's like, don't feel bad about your body. Like it, that's, those bodies are not natural. Like a lot goes into it, but I'm like, okay, yeah. easy for you to say. Cause you're so fine. Um, so fine. I mean, that face doesn't hurt. And he has all these photos of him and his dog. And I'm just like, when a man posts photos of his dog, like it's such a turn on. (laughs) All right. All right. I'll finish you. I'll finish it. It's, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad. Um, I definitely only got through it because of that. eye candy Theo, um, who I was telling you, I was just like, I was nervous to find out how old he was. Cause I was like, I swear to God if this kid is born after 2000, I'm going to puke. Um, but no, he was actually, I think he was like 27 or 28 or something like that. So I was like, okay, okay that's fine. That's not too bad. That's not um, bad. Yeah. But he was playing like a 19 year old in it. So I was like, this dude is definitely like born in 2002 and I'm, I'm going to chop my head off, but yeah. Um, he was also not my type, but he just, there was something about him that was so charming. And I think his, like the way he, his eyes were mm. I was into it this guy is hot in it too but he also plays like a douchebag because I'm looking at him I'm he's looking at so, Travis right now he's so beautiful Michelle like I just he is like are 100%. you just, like just look at his face structure and those 
teeth, those eyes, like, oh, oh yeah. Man. Was he by any chance when you were stalking his life on IMDb, was he in um, Jane the Virgin? If you don't know off the top of your head, it doesn't matter. I don't know off the top of my head. I feel like I've seen him in something else before. They actually, and it's funny because in you, it starts off where it's like, you know, you're meant to fucking hate him. But the way it twists at the end, it's like, you know what? You guys are actually my favorite. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a good twist with him. <gasps> really? All right. Well, I just had to get my little boy crazy out there. No, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, that's surprising for you, though. I feel like that's not normally your your jam. No. Now I'm just thinking of all the guys I've been crushing on lately. I know. I'm like, for Valentine's, we should do like a crush, like countdown. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be for Valentine's Day, but I just, <laughs> I love looking at like my celebrity crushes. Oh yeah. I, I have the biggest fucking crush. You watched Shrill, right? Yes. Okay. So her roommate's new partner in Shrill, I have the biggest crush on them. I think their name is RM or RT. I stalked their life and follow them on Instagram now. It's actually ER Fight Master. <gasps> oh my God, Michelle. Yes. I can't. Yeah. Wow. What a name. I just want to date them so bad. Yeah. They're very attractive. This is why I can't watch shows. (laughs) Who else is there that's hot? Well, I feel like I've just been watching a lot of reality TV lately. Um, I watched all of Vanderpump. I don't know if I told you that. But there's nobody on. Oh, I loved Bo. Yeah. And now he's gone. He was on it for like one season and then they're all gone. Yeah. He was cute. But also no nobody that's on there. It's like I love the fact that like Jax is supposed to be like the biggest heartthrob ever. And I'm like, he is so fucking dumb that I can't even look past that for a second. I don't really I don't think he's attractive. He's just not my type. He's not the <laughs> nicest person. And he's not good. He's not a good person. Uh his personality sucks. He has like all the features to be devishly handsome. Mm-hmm. but he just doesn't take care of himself so they all go to the like wayside anyway every time I hear that fucking word wayside I always hear Bradley Cooper why from the movie by the wayside oh with yeah, him and Lady know. Gaga yeah no I that movie was great that was it great was movie. great yeah it was a good movie Bradley um, Cooper how about how do you feel about him oh he's cute too only I only like him with facial hair and long hair Yes. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we're actually recording this episode the week before Thanksgiving. We doubled up. So we're with mm-hmm. you in real life, but we're also not. So we're also curr- two weeks in the past. Yeah. So currently I wanted to ask you, Michelle, what do you think about everything that's going on date wise with Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. Oh, A, I feel like maybe they're having a fling or something. I doubt it's a very long lasting thing. Mm -hmm. But I also don't understand how he bags all these girls. Every time someone talks about him, like how Uh he's getting all of these beautiful women. Yeah. Like I heard that he has a knee knocker. (laughs) No, I hear that too. But I mean, like a lot of people have big dicks. Like- I don't, what do you think? I think it's probably because he's, I don't know. I always say that if you're funny, like it's such a nice quality to have. I agree with that too, but I also don't think that he's that funny. Really? 
No. I mean, not the funniest, but I could no. see, I could be like, oh, maybe that's it. Or maybe it's like, do you consider him a bad boy to where people are like, oh, he's no. a bad boy. He looks like a dweeb. He just has shitty tattoos. <laughs> that doesn't make you a bad boy. He's wanting to get those tattoos removed. I know. I heard. Okay, but if Pete asked you on a date, you wouldn't say yeah? You wouldn't just see what it's about? Oh, well, yeah. I would, to see what it's about, to see what the, the allure is, mm-hmm. but- I don't know. In my head, it's like, it just seems like he's high all the time and playing video games. So I'm just like, what, what is it? And if you have a big dick, cool. You have a big dick, but there needs to be more than that. Oh, definitely. I just think it's the height. I think he's just really tall. And like, I feel like girls get (sighs) almost blindsided sometimes by tallness. You know what, Michelle, I've noticed that I'm getting blind, blinded by tallness. Like anytime I see someone (laughs) on TV, and I can tell that they're tall. I will Google mm-hmm. to see how tall they are. And if it's like taller than six one, I immediately fall in love with them. <laughs> I'm like, please it's marry over. me. Uh, it is nice. It is nice. And it definitely, I'm sorry, unfortunately, I feel like it does give you like an extra point or two on handsomeness mm-hmm. if you're also really tall. But you know what? That's a luck of the draw. Everyone can't be tall and everybody can't have a big dick either. I guess he's got a few things going for him. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But I, I'm with you. I don't think it'll be anything serious. I think it's just mm-hmm. for fun. Absolutely. I feel like at this point, just like we said, we're just like, well, I want to see what all the hype's about. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. let's go on a date. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's also like a thing because I know like if you, if you're a host on SNL, it's just like a whirlwind of a week where it's like, you're with all the writers, you're writing skits, you're doing it, you're acting them out. And then there's like the big show. So maybe it's almost like, you know, like um, that, like camp feeling or holiday feeling where it's like a a vacation fling where it's like, Mm -hmm. you're so immersed in this like specific area. And there's like this dude that I'm sure he is funny and probably really chill to hang out with. And then you just like have a crush and fall in love with him. And then you get back to real life and you're just like, oh, okay, well, he's out in New York. I'm here in LA. It's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. That was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah. So I, w- I also wanted to ask because I don't know where I saw this somewhere online, but they were talking about how they were comparing the kind of date that Pete Davidson would take you on, where he talked about he would take you like for pizza to go eat somewhere and then maybe watch a movie. And then they also shared how Drake recently like shut down some restaurant. It was like a rooftop restaurant and took some girl out and it was just them on the Uh rooftop at this like fancy ass table. And so which date would you prefer to go on? Pizza to movie. Same. Yeah. I'd be like, it's so awkward. That's super awkward. And then also there is a thing about just like being in New York, especially if it's like chilly out and just like wandering the streets, getting a slice, like, you know, going, mm-hmm. grabbing a drink, going to your little apartment, snuggling up, watching a movie. Yeah. That sounds lovely. <laughs> I have a friend who is, she's like newly dating this guy mm-hmm. and she's been on three dates with him so far. And all of the dates have included just like going to get pizza. And I'm like, I love that so much yeah like in my mind I always want to go somewhere fancy but if Joe tries to take me I'm just like can we just get pizza instead like yeah stay at home yeah I feel like even at this age I still feel like uncomfortable sometimes when we go like somewhere really fancy like I do too (laughs) I still feel like I'm only 18 and I shouldn't be here 
Really? Yeah. Sometimes. Why do you feel like that? I feel like that's so fitting for you. I like going to it. I don't know. I just, I think in my head, I still, I always, when people even ask me how old I am, I always say 27 off the bat, just because that's how I think how old I am. But I also feel like I'm like 23. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like I'm 12. I either feel like I'm 12, 16 or 72. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So it depends on the day, you know. (laughs) All right. One more more thing with Pete Davis. And I'm moving on with life. Mm-hmm. So they recently asked him, like, what's his date deal breaker? And he said, it's the way that the person treats the wait staff. What would be? Uh, your- yep. My deal breaker. Well, yes, that how you treat uh, restaurant workers. And then also probably honestly, like bad breath. Okay. For like a physical thing. Yeah. Not like bad breath, like, oh, they just have bad breath right now, but it's like people that have like consistent poor breath, get some gum. Or just brush your teeth. Or brush your, you know, brush your teeth. More than once a day, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I definitely agree with how you treat um, Mm -hmm. restaurant workers. Like that's a big thing for me. Um, And then also if you like talk too much about yourself and if I'm the one that's asking you the questions, but you aren't reciprocating that interest or curiosity back and interrupting oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good one no I I get that about the just talking about yourself the whole time too Mm -hmm. it's so gross Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a boner killer yeah it is oh that boner's down boner's down (laughs) what else we got all right guys so diving into this week's main topic we wanted to chit chat Mm-hmm. have a little girly chat about everyone's favorite thing MLM scams and boss babes oh, oh. just the <laughs> things that people get suckered into every day I know <sighs> so we're gonna be talking about MLMs mm-hmm. scams all that fun stuff I ended up watching Lulu rich kind of on the back burner I wasn't like super watching it I was like working on stuff but god that that was a fucking mess <laughs> I remember I think I watched because that wasn't the one that Vice did right that was like through Amazon Prime yeah it was on Amazon Prime I think I saw like um maybe a two-parter that Vice did about oh. LuLaRoe and I was just like what the heck oh fuck I want to watch that they probably did a much better job than Prime and I've even, like, there was a time where all I would watch on YouTube was videos about anti-MLMs, and it was just, mm-hmm. like, people would show these team calls going on, just all sorts of craziness, and I'm like, what the hell? I feel so bad, because it, when you're really needing something like that, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just ignore all the red flags. Oh, definitely. You know? And really think that it's not a scam. (laughs) I know. So what comes to your mind when you think of MLM? Well, nowadays when I hear it, I think of like, you know, hashtag girl boss, hashtag women supporting women. It definitely in the last few years, I think has taken on a very fake feminist spin. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and I hate it. <laughs> and How about I you? hate it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. So what comes to my mind is like the whole boss babe 
Mm-hmm. culture community stuff hustle 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 grind 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 yeah. grind uh random people messaging you on social mm-hmm. media like hey girl it's been a while since I've talked to you I'm doing this cool new business can mm-hmm. we chat about it or like make your own passive income work from home while you're taking care of your kids like just all these phrases that sound good when you first hear yeah. them and it sounds yeah. hopeful and is that something that I could do is that something I should do you know should I be doing this should make I my own this? hours make my own hours yes please okay but have you gotten the hey girl dm personally like actual in real life yeah I yeah I get it often through <gasps> my halloween happy account yeah and it's usually like from Cincy people or the nail polish, like the nail sticker people oh, are always wow. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we have this Halloween thing. I think you would like it. Like you have followers, you should like set up your business and start selling this stuff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, please mm. leave me alone. It's so bad. I haven't actually directly been accosted with that. I have had to like delete Facebook people. Cause like, I also like my Facebook had like so many old high school, not even friends, but acquaintances from high school. And then I feel like most of the people that are still using Facebook are like parents that don't really know how to use it. And then also just all of these people that are in these MLMs that are just constantly posting about like, let me know if you need this, like catch me live at this time so that I can do my unpacking or like, let me know if you want to work an amazing job like I do. And so I was just like, okay, well, I a, never even talked to this person in high school. Like I, they're gone. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need this on my feed. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time when people would add me to their MLM groups, like if it was someone who I thought was really nice, I'm like, fine, I'll just leave myself in this group. Oh my um, God. And it, is, it hasn't been too bad, but I've been, every time I get like a new notification to where I forgot that I'm in the group, I'll start leaving now. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, this isn't for me. You, you know what? You would have been married for six years because you, t- you wanted to be nice. <laughs> I'm telling you, Michelle, I'm telling you. I would never I would be like ignore well it's like it just depends like one for instance one of the girls she was one of the nurses that I met when my mom was going through like cancer treatment and Mm -hmm. so she found me on Facebook and I became friends with her and then anytime like I have anything exciting to share she's always like your mom would be so proud of you so I'm like nice like she's never like a hounding harassing type of person um, uh-huh. but the, it's the girls that I went to high school with. And I'm like, bitch, you were a bitch to me. Like, I'm not going to yeah. buy your fucking leggings. I'm not going to buy your mascara. I'm not going to buy your Mm-mm. shampoo. Like, leave me alone. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's talk about what an MLM is and how Ooh. do they work. MLM refers to multi-level marketing. An MLM is a multi-level marketing business model or marketing strategy that is based on a pyramid system. A distributor sells a product and earns a commission from their sales of that product. They also earn a percentage of the commission from the sales of those who they recruit to sell the products 
which is also known as their downline. So the more people they recruit to sell the product, the more money they can make without technically having to do anything at all. So I do get the appeal of it, but it's like all of the work you have to do to fucking make money, you know? No. So basically MLM companies build up their sales force by recruiting independent distributors to get out there and sell the product with the motivation that the more they sell, the more that they lure others in to sell and the more that they can make. So for instance, like there's Beachbody where there's always some like fitness coach, a fitness coach, and I'm using air quotations, and then they hire people underneath them. And then each of those people hire people underneath them, a pyramid, a pyramid scheme, everyone. It's always a pyramid. It's always a pyramid. And what is an MLM scam? MLM is a legitimate marketing strategy that actually is a pretty sound plan that'll cost the company a whole lot less on marketing efforts than a traditional company would spend. The ethics, however, are questionable at times. An MLM company can become a pyramid scheme under certain circumstances. In a pyramid scheme, members have to pay a fee in order to join. That's Mm -hmm. like, should be your first red flag. Mm -hmm. Eventually, a portion of the money is given back when they bring a new member into the scheme. And the more people they bring, the more money they can make. There are no products involved. This means that you'd earn your income at the expense of another person who has to pay a fee to join, which is what makes pyramid schemes well, schemes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I also I don't agree that MLM is a good marketing technique because it's like you still I feel like with MLMs, let's call the distributors like ambassadors. Like say like when companies want to work with you, they'll give you the product, usually they pay you and you're doing marketing for them, but you're like an ambassador for them, you're a sponsorship or something like that. With these MLMs, it's like you have to buy all the shit and then market it for them. What are you getting? Nothing. You're not getting anything out of it. So it's, I don't think it is a good marketing fucking technique. It's a fucking scam from the get-go. Yeah. Maybe like a word of mouth marketing type of thing, yeah. but it, I feel like it's not long lasting. No. And that is like when I went to college, I remember my dad said what, like, you know, he gave me like a list of just life rules or like tips and tricks and I remember him saying if you have to put any money into a job that you might apply for it's not a job it's a scam Mm -hmm. he was like there is no actual job where you have to buy like you know it's one thing if you have to buy clothes for your day job or something like that but if you have to buy the set of knives so that you can go door-to-door selling them Michelle don't fucking do it it's a fucking scam (laughs) oh my gosh I forget all about like door to door things. I remember I was living in a house a few years ago and Mm -hmm. it was like in my old relationship and there was a person that came like I, I hate when door to door people come up to try to sell something. Mm -hmm. I hate it so much. I think it's so rude. It's so disrespectful. It's like you. Okay. Let me calm down. So it was a person (laughs) who cleaned carpets, I believe. And we even had on our door, no soliciting. It was like a sticker that was already on there from the previous owners. 
And so this person knocks on the door and my partner at the time had opened the door because he's like super nice. And I'm like, just ignore them. Like who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he answers the door and I'm like hiding behind the curtain. And they're like, hi, would you like your carpet clean? Blah, 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 blah. Just going into the spiel. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, we're okay. Thanks though. Tries to shut the door. She starts to get pushy and just does not get the message that we're good. So then I have to step in because he didn't want to be rude. And I don't want to be rude either. But if we give you multiple (laughs) opportunities and you're not getting through you're not getting the message through your thick skull. Like, okay. Yeah. So I go, I was like, um, I was like, we're good. Thanks though. Mm -hmm. And she was like, but when was the last time your carpet was clean? And I'm like, we're good. Thank you though. I hope you have a nice day. Thanks for your time and your energy. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And she just would not fucking stop. And I said, I go, literally, it says no soliciting on our house. I don't know why you're here. We've told you time and time again, like you need to leave. And she was like, I'm not soliciting. And I'm like, bitch, you're soliciting. Get the hell out of here. Like, if I have to be that rude to you and you're pulling that out of me, like, I hate it so much. Damn. Yeah, no. It is fucking rude. I didn't invite you here. Like, you know how tough it is because people hate these kinds of scams. Like, it's like nobody should be going door to door at all anymore. Just fucking cut it out. No. Um, I remember in college, my roommate's boyfriend, who was just like had the worst work ethic I'd ever met in my life, uh, got scammed into like the ginkgo knives scam where it's like, you know, he found out on Craigslist, it's make your own hours, work whenever you want. Like you can make up to this much in commission. And so he buys like a fucking set of knives as if this dude would ever actually go door to door selling them. I'm like, you don't leave the house now. So like he bought $800 worth of knives and then was out $800 and still didn't have a fucking job. What? Yeah. Yep. You know, and it, it breaks my heart because like, I think now it's a little bit different because we have the internet and we can see people's experiences with these certain companies, but Mm -hmm. there are still people out there that fall for this. I don't know. All the videos that I've watched, like these people seem so confident. They seem so smart. And I'm like, you literally could go start your own business doing something Mm -hmm. that you actually love, not just selling shakes or whatever it might be. And I feel so bad for them because I'm like, you, you can tell you are like an entrepreneur. Like, why don't you Mm -hmm. go do it for yourself and not for some scammy company? Yeah, for real. Okay. So what did you discover with the LuLaRoe leggings that some of them are cute, but I feel like don't get offended anyone. I know. I feel bad. I know that they're fun to wear. And (laughs) I see some, I see some people that I follow on Instagram that tag LuLaRoe. The Halloween ones are great, but all the other ones, what the hell? <laughs> I don't, I, I, I can't get behind them. I, they remind me like when I was a kid, it is, it's what I wore. Like I used yeah. to wear the stirrup leggings with a print on them and oh, just I loved those. <laughs> the blank shirt with like maybe one of like the images right in the center. And I don't know anybody that wears that clothes just looks like big kids to me it just Mm -hmm. doesn't look like real fucking clothes it looks like pajamas or something Mm -hmm. I know I I get it I'm sure that they were really comfortable at on this documentary I think that the quality super goes down as it progresses but um 
Yeah. Just not my jam. Not, not my thing. Um, but I will say out of like all of these like scam companies and stuff, I feel like it did make the most sense because at least like, you know, my brother did Amway. I'll get into that later, but it was like cleaning supplies and all this other bullshit. It's like at least leggings, it is plausible that people will buy them. Mm-hmm. You know, like you probably could sell like a good amount of leggings. So I can see how that was an easier thing to get like manipulated by but just like anything else of course in the beginning it's great they're doing all these conventions fucking Katy Perry's playing at them everyone's making yeah yeah everyone's making like hundreds of thousands of dollars um but that's the other thing with these MLMs it's like you have to be there right in the beginning to make that money because once it gets like diluted enough no one's make like making money when you have to recruit other salespeople in your area you're just like cannibalizing each other's sales so mm-hmm. eventually it's going to get to a point i think they've said it before it's like you could realistically only go up 13 levels before you've recruited everyone in America, you know, like if you recruited everyone in America, you can only go 13 levels. Oh my God. So there is like, it's not like infinity. There is a finite number of people and it just doesn't work. And that's why they're scams is because like, you know, maybe a handful of people at the top, when they build like all their downlines, they get really high up and they're making all this money, but if you get in too late, you're just never going to make it because there's just wow. too many people selling, you know? So they're not still like an actual company, are they? They are. They are. And that was the other thing that I thought was crazy is at the end of the documentary, they're like, the thing with these um, MLM pyramid schemes, it's like none of them truly go away. They all still exist. Like Amway still exists. Ava, I don't, I don't know if Avon was ever considered like a pyramid scheme, but I feel like it's similar. You know, and I was wondering that too. I don't really hear too much about Avon. Like I think, Mm. and like the same with, well, I don't know. I'm like, I just never really heard anything negative about it, but doesn't mean that it's not. Like it definitely is where you have to sell things and then have Mm -hmm. people under you. But what was like the big blow that happened for LuLaRoe to be, on the scene as like a scam where people started realizing something's not right here. It was just like the quality was going down and some of the representatives started realizing and speaking up. Yeah. So the quality was going down. And also um, I think you could spend between five or 10,000 to join. So you had to spend that amount of money just to sign up. Um, They were telling people like, they weren't telling people, but they were suggesting ways that people could come up with the money, like refinancing your house or selling your breast milk. And just like, I heard about that. Yeah, all these crazy things. And then the other thing, it's like, they interviewed a few people that were like, my bonus because of like the amount of download I had and the amount of leggings I was selling, like I would get a bonus of like $50,000 a month, like a month. But what they don't tell you is like, you're still buying all those leggings. So you're like buying about like $30,000 worth of products. And then you have to also keep all those like recruiters underneath you as well. But the thing I think that LuLaRoe did have like a leg up on is that they had, so if you were a salesperson in LuLaRoe, you would just say like, I need 
let's say 500 leggings and these sizes and they just sell they just send you you don't get to pick your prints and so it's always just kind of like that mystery box feeling where it's like you're like unboxing it and you're like seeing the prints that you have and then mm-hmm. people that want them like and that's why they had like a thing called like unicorn prints where it's like oh my god everybody wants this jack-o'-lantern print but they only made like 500 of them and they just randomly oh, wow. get sent to people and so I think that was actually smart because people were like going around to different salespeople to try and see what prints they had and stuff like that. So I thought that was smart, but yeah, eventually it gets to the point where too many people are selling them in your community. You're only like selling one or two pairs of leggings. You're buying, you have to buy a certain amount each month, no matter what you're not selling out a product. You have a shit ton of inventory. And then eventually as it went on, the quality started to go down. Um, They were, housing a lot of like the leggings outside and so people were getting like moldy leggings like it was just like it turned into a shit show you know it got too big for its britches so what did the owner say about like the moldy leggings like did they ever say why we had to store them outside they just had too much product and so they were just sending it to people and the other thing that was very scammy about it was there wasn't a return policy because like obviously you would also get a lot of leggings with ugly ass prints on them that wouldn't fucking sell nobody wanted to buy them and you're just stuck with them and so like say if I wanted to be a LuLaRoe LuLaRoe rep I would buy all of these leggings and is it like people would sell them online like I could do a live stream to try to sell them I can post pictures in groups or there were some people that like opened stores right like they would rent a store Mm -hmm. spot you know what I mean Mm-hmm. I think they would try to do pop-ups at like local businesses, but then I think local businesses caught on when it was bigger. Like, oh, this is just like a weird thing. You're not like actually making this clothes. This isn't like a handmade local done thing. Mm. Um, I think it was mostly done. And that's also a big reason why Lulu Road took off was because it was when Facebook Live started. So people were able to do it you know, and not have to host parties where like, you know, you're bringing like snacks for people. People are coming to your house. You have to go to people's houses. It was like able to be done online completely, you know? That takes me back. So like, what kind of parties did you, did you get invited to parties like Tupperware and like the sex parties that were actually just MLMs? I have never gone to any of those, but I remember people coming to my mom's house with Tupperware a Tupperware party. And then I definitely been to an Avon party or two when I was a kid. And then I remember my cousin got suckered into like a vacuum MLM and my mom bought like a vacuum from him because she felt bad. Oh my gosh. So I remember like my grandma, she sold Mary Kay. And Mm -hmm. I think my mom kind of got into it. Yeah. I remember like they sent us these Mary Kay, like makeup kits and there was just like tons of concealer tons of foundation tons of blush and lipstick and I was in heaven oh and yeah my mom was like that is product do not mess with that and I'm just like <laughs> okay mom like you're working at the courthouse right now working at the bingo parlor you're not gonna mm-hmm. sell this stuff and I think she sold some of it but I just ended up playing with it all the time and it was like the best thing ever for a little kid Sam yeah um and then like in high school and college, I remember people would throw the pure romance parties and I would go to those. Just oh, yeah. They yeah. were always fun. What I don't get about the makeup anymore, though, it's like I could see back in the day, say we're in the 50s, 
you know, Avon, Mary and Kay, I could see them really taking off because like for a lot, a lot of women didn't drive. A lot of women didn't have like access to like money easily. So I can understand like them coming in, you're in your house, you have your husband's checkbook because of course you didn't have your own fucking checking account. Um, you can't easily get to the store and stuff like that. But like nowadays, it's like, even if you're, you're not going to score something, it's like, you can walk down to Walgreens and get anything that they carry. You know, it's like, I feel like they don't have anything that's like exclusively, you could an Avon thing. You know what I mean? I wonder if it's because they might consider, well, it is drugstore makeup, which Mm -hmm. drugstore makeup is great. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. But maybe they're like, oh, it's not as expensive as like Sephora makeup or makeup at Macy's. So let me go in the middle and at least hopefully maybe it'll be decent, but not as much as like the, I don't know what they think. Cause that is a good point. I just don't get the convenience or the need for it anymore. It's like, and also you could just order makeup online. Like, I just don't get what the selling point is. For people to buy it or people to get into For people to buy it or sell it. Because obviously it's like, who am I going to fucking sell this to? Well, because if you're, if you give a good testimonial, then people will buy it. So that's probably why, like, if your cousin's selling it, you're going to be like, oh, well, Cindy's using it. So I guess I'll support her boss babe business and it's makeup that supposedly she says works. So I'll try it. No, (laughs) (laughs) no, I don't agree. What Um, do you think about like, um, what else is there? Oh, the Monet stuff, like the shampoo. I always heard such bad things about it. I mean, it's just like a shampoo line. And I heard some awful things about it when I was in cosmetology school. And like just from all of my hairdressing friends. And whenever I see people post about it, I'm like, do not use that garbage on your Mm. hair. Um, But I guess now they have a dog line and they are using that like, oh, if you're a woman, you can use this shampoo. If you're a man, you can use this shampoo. <laughs> we also have a dog line. And it's like, that's, oh, buy it. Like it's probably oh all the my same God. shampoo. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's like Young Living, which they do the essential oils, which I am not too educated on essential oils. Like I like mm-hmm. smelling different oils, but I will never ingest them. But yep. I know that a lot of people talk about that sell the young living they talk about ingesting these oils and I don't think you're supposed to oh and like they give it to their kids and shit oh Jesus and doctors are like do not give your kids this stuff (laughs) oh my god we are so fucking stupid (laughs) humans are so fucking stupid I can't um well speaking I just also remember growing up like when we used to go to yard sales and stuff like you would always know the lady that did Avon because there would be a full table of just Avon products that they were just trying to get rid of and I just always felt so bad even as a kid I was just like oh you got into something that (laughs) wasn't great yeah although I do I do love looking at a good Avon catalog come the holiday seasons I don't think I ever have. Really? Yeah. My no. mom always like had one in her purse. <laughs> oh, funny. Gotta get those friends at work, Michelle. You want to buy some Ugh. holiday jewelry, holiday chapstick? No. From my Avon catalog. <laughs> my mom was always a Clinique woman. Oh. So she would always buy all of her shit from Clinique, but she also didn't wear a lot of makeup. Mm-hmm. So 
but like all our creams and stuff I remember yeah. came from Clinique Clinique and used to get like that fun like mystery bag if like you spent enough money and mm-hmm. that always had like fun stuff in it continuing on MLMs um so also my brother who is literally fundamentally the complete opposite person of me so anything that I am he is the complete opposite Mm -hmm. so listeners anything I've ever spoken about he would have the opposite view on it which is fucking annoying Mm -hmm. um but regardless so this idiot got stuck in Amway and I think he still talks about them in like glowing terms even though obviously he never became a millionaire off of it but it was like after he got back from I think Afghanistan so it was like in between him like re-signing up and I do think that they really do go after veterans and single moms like stay-at-home moms like there's definitely specific groups of people that these um pyramid schemes like go after um but regardless so he got into Amway and he annoyingly made us sit through like so many of these fucking demonstrations where like he would actually try to sell the product he had my mom buying like everything through Amway what is Amway exactly like what products are they offering people they have fucking everything they have makeup a lot I think it started with cleaning supplies and like vitamins that kind of shit um but they also have makeup they have jewelry um they have just like a bunch of shit and is it's it like all... a, is it a large umbrella for other companies that like we don't know would be connected to Amway or is it just all Amway like do you know what I'm asking uh possibly because I feel like their makeup line is called like heritage or something like that so maybe okay. it could have its own offshoot but they're trying to be sneaky about it yeah yeah um but yeah, it's just gross. It's 100% a pyramid scheme. Uh, my brother used to go to all the conferences and shit. He seriously thought he was going to be like a millionaire because of it. Oh um, like what kinds of things did he say? He just really thought this was going to be his career. Like anytime you'd be like, if you would question it at all, my brother's like a humongous hothead. So he would just probably curse you out or like walk away and say that you're the stupid one, which is hysterical. Um, but he would like go to these conferences and stuff and like meet these people that did make money off of it because they're like all the way at the top. And he would be like, they have a fucking disgusting looking. I mean, this is me talking. They have an ugly, hideous McMansion in South Carolina. Like they're living large and all this stuff. It's like, yeah, but you don't know their backstory. They could have like literally every credit card maxed out and they could just present like they have like the nicest car and the nicest house. That doesn't mean that they actually have money. And that's also what a lot of these MLMs want you to do is like spend your money on like very materialistic face forward presenting things so that people are like, oh my God, look at what they have and they work this. So like I could do that too. Mm -hmm. Um, So my brother got scammed into that. And I remember I was in college when he did it and he steamrolled me into letting him come up to my school and do a demonstration at my apartment, which was embarrassing as fuck because I went to art school and A, we didn't even have money for art supplies or food, but he's trying to like pitch us Amway shit. It was just so embarrassing. And then- So he was like, Michelle, I'm coming up and get some Mm -hmm. of your friends and let me just Mm -hmm. try to- Mm-hmm. what did you tell your friends were you like hey guys can you just do this for me and for my brother or 
yeah I pretty much I told everybody I was like I'm gonna make a bunch of fake CD and I'll like grab some like 30 racks and you guys can just like drink and hang out and stuff but he is gonna do like this fucking fake ass stupid pitch <laughs> um <laughs> so that happened and then also I signed up under him because he just wouldn't fucking leave me alone okay and bitch, so and you're giving yeah. everyone else trouble about staying married for six years yeah bitch I know <laughs> It was hor like he wouldn't fucking leave me alone, Sam. So I was just like, here's the $200 like startup fee. Like just fucking stop. Like I don't have time for this. And he'd be like, well, and it wasn't even just him. He would be like, well, get, let's get on Skype with this person so that he can tell you about it. And let's get on Skype with that person. I was oh just like, God. if I pay you money, will you fucking go away? Like, like, will this fucking end already? So I did it. And I'm just like, you owe me $200. <laughs> Oh my God, Michelle. But it was the fucking worst. And then he did it like really hardcore for maybe like a year or two. Mm -hmm. And then it just like fizzled away. And like, he doesn't talk about it anymore, but it, because he like lost and it's like, he can't, he can also never admit when he's wrong. So it's like, he can't ever admit that that was actually a pyramid scheme. I remember once I was like talking negatively about it and he was just like, you don't know what you're fucking talking about and all this shit. I'm like, how are you still sucking this company's dick? Like, can I, can we just like literally go over how much money you probably sank into this? And can wow. we also talk about how much money you got from this? Cause I doubt it's fucking any, mm -hmm. sorry, I'm getting mad. This is sibling <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know, and I, I got rid of the window, but when I was looking like, what's the most MLM that makes like the most money and Amway was number one. Yeah. yeah. But I just well, didn't know what all the products that they sell well they have just so many and also I'm pretty sure it's one of the ones that has been a lot around the longest mm. and I also I'm pretty sure because I think I saw a documentary about specifically Amway I feel like it is one of the companies that specifically used to target veterans coming back from the war because oh I think God. it stands for like the American way the American way so it's Amway and it's just kind of like a, you come back from the war, like you don't know which career path to go into. Like you can easily do this thing, yada, yada, yada. Whoa. Oh, I just feel so bad. <laughs> I, yeah, I really feel bad for the people that get swept up mm -hmm. in these things. Like some of the things that I heard whenever I would watch like the anti MLM videos was like, people would say, oh, my dad was dying in the hospital. And thankfully, because I have my business, I was able to take time <sighs> off to be with him in the hospital. But mm -hmm. it's like, they're still cold messaging, spam messaging everyone. And it's like, they were showing different group chats of like all of these like boss babes talking about like, oh, I just sent the same message to like, 50 people. I got 38 people that messaged me back that are going to sign up. And then they would start making accounts on like Bumble friends yeah. or whatever. And like Bumble business, which is against the law. Like they're not supposed to oh use that God. for those reasons. Yeah. Um, but it's just crazy. It is. And it's, it really, I think it is really easy to get sucked into it. Cause yeah, it's like, course. you know, we've been to like, networking events and stuff like that and it doesn't seem that much different mm -hmm. but no and then going back to LuLaRoe is that they really did this like fake fucking pop feminism bullshit where it was like very much like girl boss and obviously LuLaRoe was very much targeted at 
single stay at home moms or just stay at home moms where it's like, you want to provide, you want to provide to the household, but obviously mm-hmm. you can't work certain hours because of the kids and yada, yada. Um, so those flexible hours really work out, but at the end of the day, and so like they would always use the hashtag, like women supporting women and blah, blah, blah. Unfortunately, like LuLaRoe was started by, I don't even know what their names are, but they're Mormons and not nothing against Mormons, but they do have like, I guess at some of these conferences, she was the one that started it, but her husband would like come on and pretty much just preach to everybody about like Mormonism and all this other shit. And even in like their handbook, they would say things like, you know, just be subservient to your husband and to keep your husband. Yeah. To keep your husband happy, like do X, Y, and Z. And another big thing that they did with people that had husbands, they would try and get the husbands to come on and then kind of take over the business from the wife so that then the wife could go back to, you know, taking care of the kids and the (gasps) husband would be in charge of it. Oh my God. And that's the thing too, is like, I don't have the actual like stats, but I did read how it's like the MLM communities are about like, it seems like it's about fem- feminism, but it's actually men that own these companies that mm-hmm. are making all of the money. Mm-hmm. But I really, there's a lot of people that I'm impressed with that do get swept up in these because they are really smart, Michelle, and they are very driven. They're very committed. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, you would be a force to be reckoned with. Like, take that and start your own things. Stop yeah. shelling out your poor money. Like, And it's sad because it's like, I hear stories where there's like not, there's not that much money in the family, like the household, but the the wife will sell whatever, or she'll Mm -hmm. like steal or grab whatever money that they have in a checkings account. And the husband's finally like, what the heck, where'd our money go? Like, I want to support you, but we're also about to lose our house and taking a, what did you say that they're doing? Refinancing their house, their mortgages, mm-hmm. like yep. selling breast milk. Are you kidding? Yep. It's crazy. Sell that breast milk and keep that money for yourself. Mm-hmm. Sell those foot picks and keep that money for yourself. Yes. <laughs> and that was the other thing. It's like, it's always presented as like a flexible hours, part-time job, or like you'll be making like so much money and all this stuff. But if you actually ever wanted to make even a little bit of money from it, you would need to be working like 80 hours a week to keep up with it. No, if you're going to be working 80 hours a week, fucking do it for yourself. And like, yeah, because you would make so much more money than whatever this fucking bullshit is. You wouldn't be harassed. Like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't be made to feel like shit if you're not spending enough of your money uh, for these Mm -hmm. products and getting all these people to sign up under you. No. And then with um, LuLaRoe in this documentary, people were saying that, um, you know, if they would post pictures on their Instagram in front of their house or like with their new car and stuff, and if they didn't like hashtag it because of LuLaRoe, like they got this way because of LuLaRoe, that they would get like an email being like, go back and hashtag it that. You know, it's like, so it's very much like you need to present to people also like how well you're doing whoa and they force that on you we should sign up for an mlm just to see go undercover yeah (laughs) shit i had like another thing that i wanted to talk about with them too oh oh so in the documentary also one of the women were just like i literally what made her realize it was just like she's like i looked around and we were all wearing 
the fucking leggings and the shirts. And we were all pretty much in a fucking legging uniform. And I just thought to myself, I'm in a fucking cult. We're all wearing the same fucking thing. We're all listening to this like fucking white man preacher. Tell us about Mormonism. We're all spending all of our money to this cause and literally not seeing any of it back. It's, it's kind of culty. Very culty. Michelle was Lula Rowe. Did they mention anything? Why did, why is this in my brain that there was someone who would perform like liposuction on? Yes. Oh my God. I forgot that whole shit. What was that? Oh my God. So the woman that started it, um, she got liposuction down in Tijuana. And um, because of this whole, like, your husband needs to be pleased all the time. And he's like the one that you have to live your life about. A lot of the women that were in it were like bigger women, they're like moms, you know, who just had kids, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And so she would get people to go to Tijuana to this doctor that she had to get liposuction so that they would look better for their husbands. I'm sure she had some kind of a racket commission going with the fucking Tijuana doctor, you know? But yeah, they used to get like liposuction and like the lap band surgery. Whoa. Was it successful surgeries or did some of them like, did anyone ever die or just get really sick? Someone got really sick. Somebody that talked about it got really sick. And then also the thing with these MLMs, if you see the fucking pictures of people, it is very, very, very white. Mm. Um, it is very rare that like people of diversity are like ever included and stuff like that. But I showed you a clip from this documentary. Oh my God. (laughs) I fucking loved her. I forgot what her name was, but she was like probably one of the few black people that were in this thing. Um, and so like the really high sellers in the beginning, they used to take them on these big, like conference cruises. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you had to be invited. Like you had to like really sell and hustle to be invited to it. And she was like, yeah, I got invited once. Um, and then she like pauses for a while. She's like, I'm just going to say it. Like, I don't want to be stuck out on a boat with like a bunch of white people. Like, no offense. I really like white people, but like, <laughs> there's only a handful of us, if you know what I mean. And Ooh, no, I'm not doing that. Like, see you when you get back, but I'm not going to be doing that shit. And I was just like, Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Well, and I'm sure that those trips seem appealing to people. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, oh, look at the community. Look at the girl bosses. Like, I want friends yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I want to yep. treat myself. But it's like, what are you sacrificing mm-hmm. for a chance for that? You know, and they were also saying that, like, yes, the conference itself is paid for in the entertainment, but you have to fly yourself out. You have to put yourself up in a hotel. You have to buy all your own meals. Like nothing was You're included. Joking. No. No, because it's one thing if like your company that you work for has a retreat because usually everything's, you know, comped and shit like that. But this was just nothing's comped. It's just another scam. So did they say like, oh, we've changed some of our practices. So we're not as bad as people think we are. So I feel like the thing that was smart with this guy is that he would settle with a lot of people out of court and mm-hmm. then obviously have them sign like NDAs and all that shit so that they, they can't talk about it. Because a lot of people that were in this documentary are still in it. They were in it too, uh, the people that started it. So no, they're still trucking. And I'm sure that I think they like instituted like some kind of a refund policy. 
but I'm sure there's probably like a lot of shit in the contract that you sign where it's like it probably is null and void by the time you get to it you know what I mean mm-hmm. whoa that's crazy scammers got a scam scammers gonna scam live laugh love scam but we also wanted to mention I found this on <laughs> the website's funny it's called fairygodboss.com um <laughs> it just gives you a lot of information about like MLMs and the scams and whatnot so here are 10 red flags of an MLM scam one there are no products to sell if the company is pushing the recruitment of new distributors over the actual sell of products because there are none, this could be a sign that it's a scheme. Number two, there are low quality products to sell. The leggings, mm. for instance. Yep. <laughs> Three, if they're suggesting that the products are miracle workers, be warned that this is a scam. After all, a reputable company sells quality products that do the talking for themselves. Four, the company convinces you to stock up on the product. All those leggings. Go. What the hell am I going to do with all these leggings? Mm-hmm. Number five, the company makes you pay to join the program. Yep. Run. <laughs> Run. Number six, the company makes you pay for extensive training for the job. Oh, shit, no. Number seven, the company makes bold claims about your financial future. It's always the small fine print. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but no job have I ever worked for was just like, you're going to be making $100,000 in two years. Like, That's never been a pitch at any jobs. How about you? No, not at all. I don't. uh, Yeah. Number eight, the company can't answer your questions. Pyramid schemes will throw a lot of jargon around. It sounds nice and simple, but when it comes to answering your tough questions, they may freeze and not know what to say. Number nine, the interview is more the recruiter talking than listening. Number 10, if you get a weird gut feeling, trust your gut. (laughs) Trust a bitch. Let's hop into let's nots. Let's do it. I mean, I think the simplest one is let's not get scammed. <laughs> it's hard. I It's hard. It, they really, I mean, the reason they're successful is because they do know how to manipulate people. They they're do. great at it. Yeah. We got Google now. Double check shit. Reddit. Yep. Yeah. Do your research. Definitely do your research. Let's not be desperate to join an MLM. Like Mm -hmm. I get that you're looking for community. You're looking for support. You're looking for new friends, maybe something like an outlet. There's so many other like ventures that Mm -hmm. you can do where you can make money and it can become like a side, an actual side hustle. And you're not just paying someone else's bills, you know? Exactly. Also, let's not scam our families because that's who really gets scammed in this thing. It's like, none of us even want to be a part of it. And then because my niece or this person's doing, it's like, okay, let me help them out. And it's like, bitch, I didn't ask for this. Yeah. I'm sorry that you wanted to do this, but stop Mm -hmm. selling me leggings. (laughs) (laughs) I only need 23 pairs. Okay. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Alrighty, guys, we hope you okay. enjoyed this MLM episode. If you're, mm-hmm. if you by chance happen to be an MLM, we still love you. We hope that yes. you Yes, no judgment. No it judgment at all, because it is, it seems like a great gig, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In theory, it's in great. In theory, yeah, yeah. And if you happen to be caught in one, don't be embarrassed. Reach out no. to a friend ask for help. They'll get Mm -hmm. you out of it. And don't double down because you're embarrassed. So you can always just admit like, yeah, that, that was wrong. (laughs) I fucked up. I fucked up. I fucked up. (laughs) 
All right. We love you so much. We love you. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Bye boss babes. Bye. Let's Not Podcast is part of The Dorkening, which is a network dedicated for podcasters, a group of shows helping each other to grow, share ideas, collaborate, and innovate. You can check out more at thedorkening.com. And thank you to our sponsors, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Deadly Grounds Coffee is fresh roasted here in New England by skilled master roasters in a unique way that allows the true flavor of the bean to come through. It's coffee the way it was meant to be. Fresh, bold, delicious. It's coffee to die for. Check them out at DeadlyGroundsCoffee.com.